Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. It's the Steve and Sharpie show this week. It's just the two of us. We have been abandoned by Lauren <laughs> in favor of anniversary. I mean, really, she doesn't take us along on her anniversary trip. And Lisa, Lisa is off adventuring in Universal and SeaWorld. I can't wait to hear what her experiences are when she gets back. That's going to be really cool. We have actually, had, I don't know that we've ever talked too much about SeaWorld or Mouse Chat before. I know. Yeah, so Lisa's over at Universal Studios, like Sharpie's saying. Um, we have some of the Pixies from Pixie Vacations over there. So they're touring. If, if you haven't watched on our Mouse Chat page or on the Pixie Vacation page, you can see some videos and photos. So they're getting the VIP treatment, seeing all the different room types, eating at the restaurants, doing the rides. And and then they're going to go to SeaWorld. And they the SeaWorld part is also going to be amazing. They get to do um, Discovery Cove. Uh, and I think they get to do some special new VIP tour and they did a v- vip access at universal uh, as well so that was cool and then not to leave lauren out lauren is over at sandals and she's in grenada and her room looks amazing so she's posted photos of that sharpie did you see those yeah her room is i can't wait to hear all about it her room looks phenomenal it's really really cool i mean the bathtub was the most amazing thing i think i've ever seen yeah, it. I mean, wow! <laughs> it looks like it's like carved out of stone. It's, I, it's yeah. go 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 check out our photos on the mouse chat page. It's it's incredible. It's lifestyles of the rich and famous. So the yeah, mouse chat version. Yes. So when she gets back, I'm sure she'll have a trip report for Sandals Web Universal Web Sea World. So we've got a ton to cover. And then Sharpie and I were thinking. So if you haven't seen the mouse chat Instagram account. A lot of those photos, a lot of those photos, Sharpie posts, and they're really, really well done. So I asked him to give us some like Disney inside tips to how he creates those amazing Instagram photos. And then just some also some just, you know, photo uh, photography basics. So how you can get some really good photos at Walt Disney World. So, hey, do you want to start with just some general tips? Yeah, recently on on our uh, on the Mouse Chat Meetup trip, I I took some some photos uh, out of our dinner at Tiffin's one evening, uh, and the first photo I took, I realized that my photo my my camera lens was dirty, and that kind of reminded me that's a really good tip because I see a lot of a lot of vacation photos, especially taken on phones, because uh, everyone has their smartphone with them these days. Uh, I see a lot of those hazy, cloudy photos. And I know that the the camera lens on the phone is covered with pocket lint or, or dirt or, or oil or <laughs> yeah. something from your skin. So take a moment and just rub the rub the lens off with your uh, with, with the, the soft edge of your shirt. Um, sometimes I will actually pack uh, Q tips uh, to do that, or also take lens wipes uh, to to clean that off. Depends on how 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 focused are and how clean you want it. Uh, but if you wear t-shirts in the parks, you can just just gently uh, brush off that uh, camera lens with your edge edge of your shirt, just the, the hem of your shirt there. Just make sure your camera lens is clean. That, that's kind of one of the big ones. Um, but before I get too far into photo tips, uh, I know I've heard a lot of people kind of lament the state of their phone prior to a vacation. Uh, 
be sure that you clear the memory on your phone before you go on vacation. Like not, not like do a full reset, but be sure you sync your phone uh, either to the cloud or to a device, however, however you choose to do it. Uh, make sure your phone, make sure you have plenty of memory uh, because you're going to be taking a lot of photos and you'll often want to times uh, take multiple photos. And the last thing you want to do uh, is have to, to sit down uh, under a shade tree somewhere and be deciding on which photos you want to keep and which ones you want to delete because you're running out of room or you took a video and that took up a lot of room. Uh, so just make sure that you, you, you kind of do a health check on your phone uh, and make sure that it is clean. Uh, at the at, at the second second point on that on that same kind of page is make sure your device's location services are enabled. Uh, just in case you put your phone down, uh, make sure that you have another device with you, uh, either another member of your party or someone that you can use to find that phone um, with the uh, with the location devices that are built in either either to your Android device or to or to your iPhone. Um, so th those are kind of kind of some some bigger tips just to make sure because most people you're going to be using your phone a lot to take photos while you're on vacation, uh, so make sure that you plan ahead. Uh, that's something that, that a lot of people don't even think about day to day because you may you might take maybe two, three, four photos a day, especially if you have kids or pets or you, you typically take a lot of photos. Uh, but just make sure that your, your phone is is healthy. <laughs> uh, and make sure you have it synced, have all your all your data backed up because uh, the last thing you want to do is get on vacation and have your phone damaged and not have access to a good backup or lose your phone and not have access to your important information. Uh, so just make sure you kind of kind of mind your P's and Q's there. Uh, on, a, on a second note, uh, is battery power. Uh, the more and more Disney has incorporated technology, especially with the My Disney Experience app and the use of the um, uh, uh, FastPass Plus features, you're checking your phone for your schedule, your reservations. You're looking at all that stuff constantly. You have the location services turned on in the park to help you guide. Uh, so, I mean, it, it can really be a drain on your battery. So make sure you have a backup battery, either a battery bank with a power cord or also the, the fuel rod devices are now widely available across uh, Disney property. So what fuel rod is, and you can also find them at airports, you can find them at shopping malls. It's an, a swappable small battery device. So essentially, a lot of times you can get them on sale for around $18 from, from the kiosk machines. Like there's a coupon code they they make it available once every every month or so, uh, to where you can get a discount on the purchase. So when you purchase it, you not only get a charging cable that's broadly compatible with almost all phones that are on the market right now, but also. Um, uh, you, you get the battery device as well. The great thing with that battery device is it comes charged and then you can swap that same device out at any of those kiosks for a freshly charged device. Uh, some people don't really see the value in that. I particularly do uh, because I've carried around a really large battery bank before and they can be kind of heavy. Uh, but the good thing with those is you can oftentimes get get maybe three or four charges off one of the large ones. Uh, but usually you can only get one or two charges off one of the fuel rods. Uh, but they're, they're very convenient because you can swap them out at the airport. You can swap them out at the theme parks. You can swap them out at the hotels. So just make sure that you have a plan for additional battery power because the last thing you want to do 
is is find a place to plug your phone in and be tethered to an outlet. Yeah. So and chuck I, that battery in your bag and off you go. Yeah. And like Sharpie, we we carry around one of those larger ones. I I mean the thing I like about the the larger one is it'll charge two phones. Um. So right. that's nice. So you and, can sit there at lunch and Lisa can charge her phone. I can charge mine. Um, and I haven't tried the fuel rods, but I like that. I mean, I always try to recharge the battery, the large one we have at night anyways, but if I forget, I mean, I can go for at least probably three days. Um, and we do a lot of Facebook live, like you were saying, there's so much going on now and any of that video will burn your battery down super quick. So I like to, to plug in. I like the, I like the idea of the convenience of getting a new fuel rod and dropping them off. Um, cause it's smaller, but I also like being able to ch- not have to worry that the thing's ever going to run out on the larger one. So either, either one sounds like a good option. Yeah. Just make sure you have a plan for additional battery power and make sure you have a charger cable with you, mm-hmm. a longer one. So that way you can tuck the battery either in your pocket or your backpack. Um, and, and not have to worry about holding the, the battery in your hand with a short, short charger cord. Yeah. Uh, and the next one is make sure you know what power saving features are built into your phone. Uh, one thing I typically do is really reduce the brightness of my screen. Uh, I usually adjust that a lot whenever we're on a Disney vacation because, especially if you're out in the sun, you're never going to see your screen when it's really dim. If you have the brightness turned all the way down inside, that's not a problem. Like if you're in a show or something and you're trying to to, to take photos, just make sure that your uh, uh, brightness is turned down so you're not disturbing the people around you. Um, and then also, if your phone has a low power mode, turn the low power mode on, and that's going to prevent you your email and stuff from updating, which, let's face it, you're on vacation. You don't want your work emails to update. <laughs> so just tur- turn off those auto-update features. Uh, and also, if you're not uh, connect- going to connect to a Bluetooth device, make sure your Bluetooth is turned off and make sure you are connected to Wi-Fi uh, on the on the park's network, so that way you're not burning up your 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 data if you don't have an unlimited data plan. Especially if you're going to do Facebook Live or something like that, because that really can burn through a lot of data. Mm-hmm. And then finally, on the on the phone itself front, uh, is make sure you have a good case. Uh, you're going to want to make sure that it's as drop proof as possible uh, because you're you're grabbing at your phone, you're trying to get a picture of a magical moment, uh, and that's what vacations are all about: is capturing those magical moments. Um, but on, on on the other end of that, if you're a frequent Disney World visitor, put the phone away. I, I mean. So many times I see so people who are so caught up in trying to capture everything on either video or, or trying to snap pictures that they're missing out on on what's actually going on in front of them. So yeah. well, I have to I have to anyway. agree. Yeah, I have to agree on that. I mean, I see people who wait forever to watch the fireworks or whatever, and then the whole time they're watching the parade, the fireworks, the whatever show on this tiny phone screen. Uh, when it's right in front of them. Yeah, and they're never going to watch. Life. Yeah, and they're never going to watch the <laughs> 30 minutes back and they burn all this time. Now, I'll do a little just to get a couple moments or something for the mouse chat page uh or to or to have like a, a special little piece, but you know, I I I can't imagine watching the whole 20 minute thing fireworks back again on my phone. But anyways. Right. Yeah. So that's a that's a good tip. Do you want to um you want to get into some of the f- photo photography basics 
Yeah. All right. Perfect. Good, good, good transition point for that. So like I said, very, very basic is clean the lens. I'll, I'll I'll go back to that one. Mm -hmm. Um, the next, the next thing is, is oftentimes it's, it's a learned skill. Uh, I, I've done a lot of photography in my life. I've, I've been behind, a um, uh, SLR camera since I was in, uh, early, early middle school, uh, learning, learning how to shoot uh, shoot photos. The, the, the big word is composition. Uh, and by composition, I mean, what do you want in the photo and what do you want out of the photo? Uh, and once you decide what you want in the photo, you have to decide where you want it in the photo. The, the, the first reaction of most photographers, uh, who, who are, who are either just starting or, or pretty amateur, not too experienced with, with, with shooting high quality photos is to put the object in the middle of the frame. They, 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 they're taking a picture of a person. They want to put that person's face right in the middle of the picture. Uh, they're taking a picture of a character. They want the character right in the middle. Take a step back from that for just a second and, and put your subject in its environment. Because uh, whenever you think about composition of a photo, you want to think about what do you want in the photo and what do you want out of the photo? Uh, a lot of times people will snap a photo, uh, family members in front of one of the, the, par the park icons, whether it be the castle, whether it be Spaceship Earth, uh, and the the subject is centered right in the middle of the photo and then the the icon is centered right in the background in the middle of the photo. So essentially what you have is a very flat image of two people, a single person, a family, whatever, flat facing the camera. And then you have what becomes a non-dimensional object behind them. Because whenever you think about layering, uh, you, you put what's in the foreground or, or, or say, for instance, the bottom or the side edge of a photo. And then you put your subject, which is, is, is either the person or the character or whatever you're snapping a photo of or uh, holiday decoration, um, a specific uh, design feature, whatever you're taking a photo of. And then – Oftentimes, what's in the background is forgotten about. So you kind of have to think like an artist and put those things in the photo where you want them, where you belong. And sometimes what that means is kind of dropping your angle a little bit. Instead of holding your, your camera up really high and taking the photo that way, lower it a little bit. Take it down to like belt level. Uh, the great thing about taking a, a photo with a smartphone is you can see that you can see that screen wherever you are. And, and Changing your your photo angles is going to give your photo a little bit of a different perspective, uh, and that's oftentimes whenever you see a photo that's shared a lot, it looks really creative. It's because it's they've used a different angle in taking that photo to to put what they want in the photo in it and and leaving out what they don't want in it. Um, so make sure whenever you're taking a group photo, don't have everyone stand completely flat facing the camera have them at a have them at a slight angle vary your heights a little bit and oftentimes that that's something pretty common too is that everyone wants to line a photo up by height level uh and what that does is it kind of creates like a visual confusion in the photo because you have either a beautiful background or a, a specific feature that the, the that the person or family wanted their photo taken in front of you have this line of people that are, that that makes up the subject of the photo, and then in the background, you you essentially lose track of what's in the background because your 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 eye is drawn to lines within photos, and that that introduces like kind of the next next thought about composing a photo is looking at what's what's called in photography is the rule of thirds. Uh, you you kind of have to 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 put a grid 
over top of an image and think about it as having uh, three different columns uh, of three different squares, either stacked horally or, or uh, vertical, depending on, on the orientation of the photo that you're taking. Um, Say, for instance, someone's taking a photo of a sunset, oftentimes the tendency is to put that sunset right in the center of the frame. Uh, of course, that looks okay, uh, but it doesn't tell the whole story because usually whenever you're taking a photo of a sunset, either the memories that you're attaching to that sunset are of things close to you in, in, in the foreground or the way the light is reacting in the sky. And that introduces kind of the next thing beyond the rule of thirds is light. Light plays such a critical role in photography. Uh, but before I kind of go down that, I'm going I'm to finish up with the rule of thirds. So mm -hmm. think about the composition of that photo and where you're establishing those visual points. You don't want to put the subject of your photo directly in the center of a photo. You want to use the background to kind of tell the story of what's going on inside that frame. Uh, so just like a picture frame, your, your camera photo frame operates just the same. So kind of divide it into thirds. Don't stick the most important thing right in the center, lower it to that third line or the, the, the second line. So, so your, your, uh, subject is in the bottom third of the photo or raise it to where your subject is in the top third, either on the left or the right. Uh, cause those, you can also look at the thirds that way. Um, so, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and post some photos whenever we get the show up, uh, looking at, at kind of some different examples of the, of the rule of thirds. So that way you can kind of see some examples of what I'm talking about. Uh, but the, the next thing is light. Uh, everything that a photograph is, is capturing light, capturing shadow or capturing darkness. Uh, so you have to kind of look at those as either light the effects of light or the absence of light. Uh, so whenever you, you, you think about a photo, the very word itself, photograph, photosensitivity, light, you're recording what the light is doing in that image. So you're either shooting for color or you're shooting for black and white, or you're shooting a specific feature and you want to wash the rest of the photo out, but leave that, that specific highlighted item as the only color in the image. That's kind of, it's really popular with wedding photos, uh, currently uh but but it's a little tricky to do and there there are some really helpful apps uh that, that that can do that as well yeah so be sure to look at what your light source is uh one of the most common things is you're taking photos and either the light is directly in someone's face or the light is behind them which darkens out their their facial features uh so you want to make sure that you you have a soft light you don't want to take photos in a really harsh light especially of people uh because you're you're they're going to be blinded their eyes are going to be squinted it's going to be an awful photo uh and then either that or everyone's going to have their sunglasses on so one or the other vacation photos and sunglasses are okay uh all right. So let me, let me circle back around to, to the first one, which was being creative. So here, here's an idea that I think might fit. So where you're talking about like a foreground, the subject in the background. So for maybe for main street, you could have like some of the Mickey balloons in the foreground. If you get something like that for some of the Halloween decorations and then your subject, uh, you know, in the middle or, or off center, maybe shooting from a lower angle to make it kind of creative and then having the castle in the background. So you're trying to, I guess, place those three objects in the photo and then do it uh, a little more creatively. And, and there's a lot of things at Disney world like that, where you can, 
have, you know, your kids in a Mickey hat and shoot it from behind. So you see the back with their name and then maybe you see you're looking past them, you know, at, at what they're looking at or the kids are holding their hands and you're shooting from behind and you see the carousel as the main thing in the ba- in the background. Um, so there's a lot of creative things you can do like that. Um, and then on your rule of thirds, there's a couple apps or even maybe your existing um, photo app. If you look, you can find where you can turn the grids on and off. And if you turn those on uh, while you're taking the photo, sometimes that helps to kind of figure out where the subject is or where everything is in the photo to make sure it's not just all centered. Um, so take a look at your, I know on the iPhone, there's a bunch of apps that I have that have the grids so you can turn those on and off. Um, and then, yeah, definitely good points on lighting. Uh, there's a lot of times where you are in front of or in a good spot and then you're trying to take the photo and you're looking, you know, the sun is directly behind you and you, you're trying to tell the people that, you know, hey, that we're just going to be black shadows. So we got to move so the sun's maybe hitting at us from an angle or not directly in your face. If it is directly in your face, sometimes they tell you to like close your eyes and then when they count to three, you open your eyes real quick and you can you can sometimes pull it off where you're not blinded and then everyone takes the photo. But um, it's definitely like you were saying, if you can get early morning or later in the evening or get a softer light so you're not getting blinded or have the, the blackout from the sun behind. Yeah. Those are all great. So sometimes tips. direct sun can be a favor if you're shooting – uh, an object, uh, mm-hmm. if you're doing a landscape photo or, or if you're kind of doing a detail shot. Uh, but if you're, if you're taking a photo of a person, direct sunlight is typically awful. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So are there any things, um, so, and a lot of people are just shooting on their phones, like, like you were saying now, are, is there anything, any, um, filters or any apps you like, or anything you suggest when you're doing those awesome Instagram photos that, help kind of give it that extra edge? Uh, the thing that I always recommend before anyone goes exploring apps uh, to, to edit their photos and things, make sure you know what your phone's capabilities are. Uh, kind of explore the, 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 the camera feature within your phone, mm-hmm. see what it does, uh, and then explore from there as to what you want it to do. Uh, especially the, the newer iPhones, uh, especially have the, the ability to blur your background. Uh, they have the ability to do like the live photo. Uh, they have the ability to do slow motion, uh, panoramic. All of those photos, those photo features are built into your phone. So before you start looking for other uh yeah. Other other apps. Mm-hmm. Explore what's in your phone to start with. Work from there, uh, and then kind kind of make a decision as to and, and think to yourself, what do I want to do with my photos that I can't already do? And you'll really get there. Uh, specifically with Instagram, there are tons of of filters built in uh, that are presets, and you can adjust the 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 amount that that filter is applied to a specific photo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you take a photo and you think, wow, I really like this, but I don't like that. There are different filters that you can use within Instagram that will uh, edit your photos automatically. Uh, one of the, one of the biggest problems with phone photos uh, is, is white balance and coloring. Uh, so whenever you're, you're taking a photo and you think, well, that's really dark. You have to remember that you you can lighten it up a little bit later using using the built-in app. Uh, 
Another tendency people have to do uh, kind of along that same line is to use their zoom and zoom as far in as they can when they take the picture. And usually what that ends up with is a blurry photo and you're really, you really can't do much to fix it. Uh, but if you would have stayed completely out and not used the zoom, you could have taken a higher resolution image and zoomed in later. Uh, so using like your pinch to zoom feature or, or whatever your phone is equipped with. Um, but yeah, as far as far as apps go, I I use uh, an app called Photo Editor. Uh, it, it's it's kind of a helpful uh, helpful app. I don't use it too often. Um, I really do rely a lot on what's built into my phone. Um, and then like to, the the uh, example I used earlier of taking all the taking a photo down to black and white, but making just a specific object in color. I use an app called Color Splash. Uh, there's a lot of different ones out there. Uh, a really kind of cool one that, that I picked up a while back that I, I've used a few times is called um, A Color Story. Uh, and that's really neat because you can you, you can kind of play with the, the different color elements within your photos. But uh, that's, yeah. So, but before you mm -hmm. start editing your photo, you really have to think about that composition um, and, and think about what you want lit. And then make sure that you're using your, your touch features while you're taking the photo. So you have the ability to touch at a specific point in the photo to focus on where you've touched. And you also have the ability to do that with, uh, uh, to, to adjust your, your, your brightness or your, your color contrast. So make sure that you're, you're taking advantage of that whenever you're, you're shooting your photos either to focus or to do a light meter. Uh, because if you're taking a photo of someone with a really dark background, you can adjust the photo so uh, while you're taking it to make sure that you uh, capture their face as best as possible and it's not as dark as what it would be. A lot of people don't know that you can touch to adjust the, uh, the light metering right on, your, right on your phone before you take the photo so, or, or adjust the focal point mm -hmm. that, that you're specifically in within the, within the picture. Um, and then kind of the next point along that line is where are you standing? Uh, how far back should you be uh, to capture everything that you want in the photo? Do you want it to be a really close photo? Don't don't be afraid to move up really close and capture the the, the person's uh, facial features in 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 detail, but also be sure to leave enough of a background so that way their their face isn't like super dominant within the photo. So. That's just kind kind of a few uh, few things like mind your exposure. What what? How much light is in the in the photo? How much light do you need in the photo? Can you back it off? Um, if you're getting lens glare, you can shield shield the light from hitting the lens on the phone directly. Uh, that's kind of important. Like I said, don't zoom. Follow your rule of thirds. Make sure, that, especially if you're doing a video, make sure that you steady the camera. Oh, yeah. uh, that's sometimes <laughs> something that you see a lot of people t are taking yeah. a video and the, the, the camera is going everywhere. It, yeah. It's, it's rocking back and forth. One minute you're looking at the sky, the next minute you're looking at the ground, hold the photo with with a full hand and then brace that arm that you're holding the photo, the, the camera with hold your other hand, like say for instance, around your wrist or hold it at your elbow uh, to steady that. The, typically, the closer you can get the camera to your body while you're filming, the more steady you're going to be. The further out you go, your arm starts to get weak. You're going to get a little bit shaky. Hold it back in close if you don't have um, a handle or a device uh, to hold 
um, the phone at a more comfortable angle, especially if you're going to be doing a lot of Facebook Live. You're you're going to want to get something with a handle that's going to hold your phone because the more you kind of pinch your phone to hold it, your your hand really starts to get tired. Yeah, and I like and I like if you want to beef up your phone a little bit, I having something to hold it with makes it easier, like you were saying. Uh, and then my next thing would be so so you can keep it steady. And then the next thing is better audio. So if you can put a mic or some type of little mic, at least on you, uh, so the person can hear you and what you're saying and, and hear what's going on around, if, if that's important. And then if you had to, the third thing would be like a light and you can get one of these LED lights for pretty cheap now. And, and if it's really dark, you can light something up or at least, you know, get rid of some shadows or something if you need to. So we touched on a little bit, like when I'm, when I'm in the park, I'm always behind the camera. So I'm never in any of the photos. And so, so one way now where you can be in the photos and you don't have to constantly be behind the camera and you can actually share some of the photos when you get back uh, and be in them with your family is Disney has photo pass photographers and something they call photo pass plus you want to get into a little bit of how that works. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a major, major lifesaver, especially if you are a photographer. Uh, otherwise you would never be in your pictures. Uh, this allows Disney's photographers to take, take your family's photos. You're going to find photo pass photographers all throughout the parks. I have even seen them in the middle of the lazy rivers at the water parks. <laughs> nice. Now, if that's not exactly my idea of a great vacation photo. Uh, yeah. Is is me in an inner tube floating <laughs> down a lazy river? Yes. But by all means, if that's your thing, yeah. you have them snap your photo. <laughs> uh, but the way that works is they they'll snap your photo, and either before or after the photo, they will scan your magic band, uh, and then your photos will be available in your My Disney Experience app. Everyone can you, you can view your photos without purchasing. Uh, photo pass, but if you purchase photo pass or if you have an annual pass and it's included in your annual pass, uh, you can download those photos right to your phone. If you're in, if you're familiar with Disney, uh, and you've, you've been going for quite a few years, you'll remember that with, um, the, the photo pass, the way, the way the system used to work is all your photos went into an account. You had to log onto a computer to view those and then, uh, you you kind of edited all of your photos, added frames, added signatures, all those special effects, and then they would mail you a CD or a DVD of your photos. They no longer do that. All of your photos are available on the website uh, through your app. So you can typically within a, a few minutes of your photo being taken, sometimes a few seconds, those photos are automatically uploaded to, to your account. Uh, so that's a really cool thing. You can view your photos as you go throughout your, your day. Uh, it's always cool, especially to know whether a photo turned out or not, uh, especially those nighttime photos in front of the castle or in front of Spaceship Earth. If they didn't turn out, you can go right back over and have your photo taken again, especially if it's something that you're really looking forward to. So, yeah, it's a great way to, to, to capture all those uh, vacation photos, vacation memories. Uh, and the, the price is actually they, – they lowered the price of, of PhotoPass last year of the, of the Memory Maker product. Uh, so you can even get your, get your photos for less. A lot of times your uh, – 
your attraction photos are included now. We're used to have to purchase those on on a, on a per photo basis, on a per attraction basis. Uh, but now you can you can down uh, all you have to do is tap your band at the end of the ride, and it will send those photos directly to your account. Um, except on the the attraction of. Uh, Seven, Do- uh, Seven yeah, Doors Seven Mine Doors. Train, it automatically uploads your photos if you've been on the attraction, which I think is kind of a cool feature, especially since there are multiple photo points and even a video point in, in that uh, on that specific attraction. Yeah, it'll, it makes a little video and shows you the, the video. Now, um, I was going to ask you. Oh, I lost my train of thought. So, uh, I can't remember what it was. Oh. So on PhotoPass, now, when you get the photos in your account, are they print quality? So you could, if you wanted to, you could put them on a little uh, SIM card or something and take them to like a drugstore or something and actually get prints of those? Or are they just really more kind of internet quality share with your friends? You actually have the option of of the resolution that you download. Okay. So, so you, if, you, if you're just doing it on your phone, you can do a lower resolution. But if you are definitely going to go uh, print those, you can download the high resolution images and take, take them and have them printed. The cool thing is you can do all of that right online. You can order prints through Disney uh, or you can go have them printed yourself. So if there's a specific photo that everyone in your party wants, you can order the photo right through Disney's app and they, and they'll mail it to you. All right. So that's something as well. So if you're going with a couple different families, can you all link your magic bands or your, my Disney experience account and, uh, you know, kind of share, make sure you just scan the right band. And then I guess, I guess you could just share the photos across two families. Is that how that would work? Yes. Okay. Well, that's, I could make it worth it. And like you said, there are, you know, I mean, you see them all over the parks. You see them in the water parks. Um, I don't think they're in the resorts. I don't know if I've ever seen a photo pass photographer in the resorts. Um, and then all the ride photos that you used to have to pay like $20 or more for are now included. So you can definitely, you can get the test track, the uh, uh, Tower of Terror on all the different, all the different thrill rides. Uh, Expedition Everest. Yep. So what about um, Space Mountain? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot. They add up fast. Th- trying to think of others. Uh, pretty rock and roller coaster. I think any any of your thrill rides, I guess, probably have them. Star Tours. Star Tours have one? No, wait. Maybe they don't have one on Star Tours. I don't remember one on Star Tours. Um, yeah, and that's when you see everyone touching their band when they're leaving. You're like, what are they doing? They're making sure they get their photo. Um. And I guess last but not least, unless you have a couple other things. So what about booking? So you want to go like the extra mile. Can you book a photographer and do that? Yes, you sure can. Uh, you can book a, a private photo shoot. Uh, there are even options available uh, where you can have your photos taken before the parks open. Now, they're they're pricey, but if you, if you want to reach out to... Uh, to, to me or to Lauren, we can, we can get your vacation booked. We can book experiences like that. Um, uh, yeah, Disney, Disney has all sorts of photo features. Uh, they will even send them out to a specific resort. Say for instance, uh, you're celebrating your 25th anniversary and 25 years ago, you vacation, you honeymooned at the Polynesian. You can have an anniversary photo shoot done at the Polynesian by a Disney photographer. Uh, and 
it's 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 scheduled it's right at your resort you just show up and they they work their magic and uh deliver some some fantastic high quality photos so we'll wrap up the show lisa's not here so i have to do it so we'll wrap it up here and um if you have any photo tips or photo questions, just go to mousechat.net on our Facebook page. And we're also, we have a new Facebook group. So that'll be, uh, if you're in the old Mouse Chat group, we'll go ahead and post a link in there uh, to the new group. And also on our Mouse Chat Facebook page, there's a uh, link at the top that links to the new group. Uh, so you can ask questions in there as well. And you can go to mousechat.net over at our website, and in the show notes, just leave a comment and one of us will get back with you. So yeah, any photos you want to share, any photo tips uh, or any photo or photography questions, we're happy to help you with those. And uh, I think that's going to do it. So join us next week on Mouse Chat. <laughs>